Citizen Reporter number 465 for the 15th of February 2014, the Dubai Taxi Project. So you tell me which nation in the world that is able to live with 200 nationalities in peace. Money. It doesn't stay with you forever. In the, in, in the taxi, very rarely we are having conversation with someone. It's a city that is contagious. Hello and welcome to another edition of CitizenReporter.org. The Dubai Taxi Project is what we're working on right now. And for the past few weeks, actually, we've been running around Dubai, hearing, recording, reporting stories of the people who make this global city work. Why? Because I felt it was high time somebody did. So why not me? When I set out to speak with taxi drivers all these months ago, I knew I would have to choose destinations in different parts of the city. There are always the obvious choices, uh, shopping malls, museums, big hotels, restaurants. But to be honest, I grew tired of big name corporate Dubai very quickly, actually. I found myself reading about little cafes and the cultural spaces often located in parts of the city where you would least expect them. And somehow, when searching for healthy, fresh food, which is something I'm very big into, I ran into Comptoir 102, located in a pretty unknown corner of Jumeirah Beach Road. My taxi driver even had no clue what I was talking about when I named the place. But after some discussions and some slow driving, we found the place. A small oasis with indoor and outdoor seating, a menu full of fresh and healthy options for lunch or dinner or a snack or just a drink, uh, many impressive pieces of furniture, clothing and decor on display. And after a delicious meal and a walk around this place, I realized that this project was something unique in this city. It's part of this growing push for health, relaxation, self-expression that is still quite new. But for several decades, a city that has been focused on growth and just growth for growth's sake is finally starting to change, and it starts with places like this. As you can tell, I like the place. So naturally, I wanted to sit down and talk with the people who created it, who run it, to, yes, get away from the taxi formula, to hear a little more about people who make this city what it is. Yeah, so welcome, everyone. We're here in uh, Dubai. We're in Jumeirah Beach somewhere, which yes, is a very road, road along the road. I'm here with... Uh, Alex Montadoin. Yes, Alexandra de Montadoin. And Emma Safko. Yeah. And the reason I'm with you, ladies, is um, I came to the cafe just as many people do. Uh, I was searching for different, and uh, I like my, my healthy food, and no, something. Uh, and I came here, and fine, that's all kind of standard, but I look around and I see something else going on, a lot more than just food and drink, as beautiful as the, those things can be. Um, and I, I had the desire to come and meet you. Uh, this is your place. And it, it, I mean, Alexander, it, it's your place since how long now? Uh, when we opened one year ago. So, okay. But it's our place since more than that, because it took us more than one, one year to open it. Mm. But uh, physically, we're here almost every day since one year. Uh, we arrived in Dubai uh, in the same, uh, exactly at the same time, and uh, we both wanted to do something and uh, work. 
uh, we have a small background in uh, fashion and decoration and uh, just came uh, came out like that so uh, we we were looking also for for an idea that was missing in Dubai something that wasn't already there uh, so we thought of doing a concept store I mean concept store is something that you find in every big city yeah there was none in Dubai so uh, we thought we would put everything that we like into that same location and uh, food had to be part of it because it's the way uh, we cook, we eat and uh, so, so that's how it came out, Comptoir. One thing you'll notice in Dubai, and it's surely not the only Middle Eastern city where this is happening, but you walk one city block and chances are you'll pass one Caribou Coffee, two Starbucks, a TGI Fridays, a Tim Hortons, and a Carrefour supermarket. It's a city covered in international chains and big brand names. And every one of these places is busy. So it would be safe to say people like this style of living, or at least that's where they take their business. It's enough to make one conclude this is how people are. This is what they like. This is what they're about. But when I see a place like Comptoir, I realize there's a lot more to this town and its people. I see people here. They seem to be enjoying. I'm wondering if the city is hungry for the individual, the, the different, the I have an idea. I think for a long time the city was not ready for that. The only aim of the city was really to grow at every uh, levels and everywhere. And, and people, especially Emirati people, were really copying what they found in the US because they are traveling a lot to the US, Canada or London even and even Europe. Uh, and they were not ready, they were too busy doing what they were doing to really have time and not educated enough to have time to really have uh, intimate concepts and, and probably something more uh, individual and more with more personality. But now Dubai is a big city and a city with a lot of foreigners coming from absolutely everywhere and in the two million I think people there is now in Dubai uh, you have necessarily a percentage of them who want to have that kind of place. Yeah. Hmm. So it's a sort of maturing of a city in some ways. Yes. Uh, yeah, we felt that people were, were ready for that. Um, we, were, we have a lot of um, people surrounding us, and no matter the, their nationality, uh, saying that um, they're tired of malls and they want to have a different... Uh, uh, shopping, shopping experience, and I mean, all those people traveled a lot. So, I mean, why not Dubai? Uh, I'm not sure we would have done that five or six years ago. Uh, it was a bet still, but uh, uh, we, we 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 thought at that time that really uh, we were. I mean, Dubai, the market was ready for that, and uh, uh, we're happy seeing that uh, it's working well. I visited Comptoir a couple of times during my Dubai taxi project. It wasn't just a convenient distance for the sake of my car rides. It was also a fun place to go. Customers were always having these lively conversations that would even sometimes pull me in. And there was plenty to look at from the items being featured from all over the world. Staff themselves, uh, as is the norm in the UAE, they're from several different countries and always had lots to talk about with me. It seemed to me that there must be this special philosophy that led to a place like this becoming, yeah, stylish, but also down to earth. Philosophy, I mean, I don't know if it's a philosophy, but with the background we both have and with the places we lived before, uh, it's to have something uh, comfortable, uh, looking real. 
I think it's a lot about looking real and, and feeling well. And everyone who enters Comptoir, their first feeling is, well, there's a really different atmosphere and we feel, we feel well. Mm-hmm. And it's home and well, I mean, uh, yes. And uh, it's really something we, we wanted. We, for us, it was uh, natural. And I think there's a really also um, atmosphere that is quite different. It's really this cool atmosphere that you feel here. It's very laid back. It's really relaxed. It's, uh, I mean, it's not a big hotel. It's not stiff. It, it really has a soul. Uh, and I think it's really um, uh, our... Uh, I mean, uh, we have a lot of different uh, objects and a lot of different uh, categories, uh, fashion, home decor and all that. But um, uh, everything and all the items that we have here um, are um, things that we ourselves are, have in our ho- homes. So it's designers that we know and uh, it's uh, brands that we've been working with for, for many years. So, um, I mean, I, I, I often say that, but it's true that when we see something, it's really, um, I mean, the criteria that we follow would, would be, or the philosophy that we follow is uh, really... Uh, 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 love at first sight. Love at first sight. Through her words, Emma reminds me of a simple but important conclusion that came to me as I piled up the interviews and the experience over the course of these weeks. It's that this city that so many people have written off as some kind of empty playground for money, this place has a soul. And you see it in specific places, or more importantly, the people who all together, customers, founders, creative people, they make that place. We always, we both are traveling and we always uh, are uh, aware of uh, the news, the new things in decoration or fashion that mm-hmm. appears in our country or even elsewhere. Yeah. And we, because we like it. So it's, uh, it's also uh, bringing to Dubai uh, a kind of uh, atmosphere and fashion that is probably more uh, our personalities, but not only us, otherwise we would not have uh, followers. But, uh, people who like your taste, yeah. Yes, people who have the same taste. We really follow our, I mean, our taste, as, uh, mm-hmm. as I said. It's really something that uh, we try to yeah, focus on and uh, not to spread out in every style and having all here at Comptoir, so it's quite, um, yeah, it's a taste. It's it's a big contrast, I see, I mean, I knew the idea of Dubai before I knew Dubai, and that can be deceiving, and the idea was this old, this old nothing, this place where you could come, and really quickly, you do well. If you came, especially as a European or a Westerner, uh, you'd get some fancy job and you'd be doing great. And I've been hanging out with some Europeans, some Egyptians, some Westerners, everybody, Um, and what I find is, even the ones who have a job title, you might think, Oh, this is great! Accounts manager, they are barely making it. You know, they're really the health-wise. Who knows what happens in the future? But they're stressing. They're they're yes. they're rushing. People and work hard in Dubai. People work a it lot. It worries me. <laughs> yeah, but I, I would also say that there's a lot of uh, energy. Uh, for example, I mean, it's not easy to uh, set up a project like this one, uh, as it would be in any country. I mean, it's, it takes a lot of energy, it takes a lot of time, it takes a lot of work. Hmm. But here in Dubai, when you when you do something, there's a lot of um, energy and positive energy that surrounds you and helps you to build and helps you to create new relations and helps you to uh, really um, um, make you feel that you're part of, of something, yeah. which is quite... Um, 
I don't think you would have that feeling in France, for example, right now. Uh, it's hard. I mean, in, in France, it's hard to build, and the energy is not the, not here. Yeah. Whereas in Dubai, really, we feel that we're surrounded with um, uh, people coming, having new ideas, wanting to collaborate, to do new things and new projects. And uh, so it, it's quite um, it's harsh, as you said. It's a lot of work, but it's uh, motivating. Yeah. It doesn't mean that uh, it's easy to start a business in Dubai. People in Dubai, most of the people we know, are working hard and a lot. And success is not always so there. We, yeah. mm -hmm. And so are we. I mean, we are working like crazy. Yes. So it's not being... Uh, Dubai gives you opportunities, a lot of opportunities. Give, as Emma said, Dubai is really a um, place of energy. And they are willing to really... Uh, uh, improve themselves and grow and, and, and do things the best they can. Yeah. So that's really something quite impressive. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's not, it doesn't mean that it's easy to uh, that just to decide to start a business and okay, you become rich and, and, and that's it. And you travel. Like in every country, you need to work. I mean, it doesn't come just like that. So, no, um, right, right. Actually, there's something... Uh, I've been interviewing several people with their own business and you don't know each other. If you didn't know, you would think you were reading a script, but you, you've, people all say there is a creativity, a spirit of mm. try that. Yes. Oh, you have an idea? Try yes, it. Really. And in comparison, really. they say back in, name your country in Europe, the spirit is more, eh, that might not work, don't do that, Absolutely. which I'm asking myself. And also, there's a lot of things that haven't been done here. It's there's a lot of concepts that do not exist. There's yeah. a, I mean, there's a, there's a huge Because opportunity for new ideas, yes. whereas you go in France, it's not that easy to find something that hasn't been done. I mean, <laughs> you big, know? The big difference is that yeah. usually people who start a business in Dubai, they would copy something they know. Right. They would... They, they will, uh, will take a franchise, they will uh, copy something they know. It's quite unusual to have a place like ours who will be uh, on its own from scratch. Of course, we, we get inspiration mm -hmm. from uh, things we know in uh, shops or places we know in Paris or elsewhere. But uh, we have put in really our um, uh, imagination, our convictions, that's really we were, and into something unusual. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and as you said, there's a lot of spots, or, or I don't know how you said, but for for for, for creativity, yes. really, you really feel that yes. here, and it's 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 really motivating. It's really something that uh, helps us, uh, you know, going on every day, every day with that project and doing more and more. It's it's really something. Uh, If you've been following along with the previous episodes of this series, you're probably hearing some similar observations among those who have started their own businesses or project in this country. Even some of the taxi drivers we've heard from, they've echoed this sentiment that is, it's a young city, there are lots of possibilities, and there's this spirit of feeling free to try. Maybe it's getting old to you. Or, on the other hand, maybe it says something pretty powerful that you recognize – when different kinds of people from different walks of life arrive at the same conclusions. That tells me something that makes this city unique and worth paying attention to. It may not be earth-shattering. It may not feature some huge dramatic triumph over adversity. It's no This American Life story. 
but it's real-life adventure, and in the case of Emma and Alexandra, it's a real-life success story. There's a second side to all this that I'm curious about, and maybe you don't get asked about so often. Uh, life, your life. Um, you know, obviously, life? your business. What life? Okay. <laughs> um, how does your life change when you when you get really get into this? And uh, clearly, you work a lot. I understand. <laughs> um, do you feel like this becomes your home and? Family is, is that something? I would say it's a natural ex ex extension now of our lives. Of course, our lives have uh, changed a lot. Um, I hadn't been working for um, four years. I mean, I was a, a freelance, but I wasn't working yeah. that much. Alex had stopped uh, working for a while too. So, of course, but uh, we were ready for that, and we were um, happy to do so. You know, uh, we, we knew what was the challenge, and we, we knew we would spend a lot of time uh, here. But when it's your own place, uh, I mean, it's such a pleasure. Uh, of course, we have to take breaks sometimes, and uh, the good thing is that we are two, yeah. so uh, we we can afford to, um, you know, go go away for a few days and come back. Uh, and we both uh, moved in the area, which mm -hmm. means that uh, if we need to go home for half an hour of homework with our kids, we can do so. Or if the kids want to come here for a snack, they. I mean, it's also their ho their their home here, yeah. so it makes it uh, it makes a whole difference when you, you work for yourself. And so, when you look towards the future, you mentioned children. Uh, you'll be here, or you don't think that far ahead. <laughs> we don't think that far ahead. That's for sure. Yeah. We, I think both we we started something uh, yeah. amazing. Uh, the adventure is still new, so we will not uh, end it now. Right. As long as it works, of course. Yeah. Uh, but um, it's, too early to say. it's really too early to say. Yeah. It's uh, it. We hope to continue the adventure at least a few more uh, yeah. years. But who knows how it's going to develop? Yes. I mean, this we have no clue. Uh, maybe um, I don't know. Maybe another comptoir in the region. Maybe uh, another comptoir in another country. Uh, maybe I don't know. This is really something. I think. Uh, what well, personally, I have stopped to ask myself where I'm going to live tomorrow because <laughs> I, I really. I mean, it was. A, it was. A, I have no clue. So I'm living here now. My kids are happy. We have a, this great project together. It works well. So. Um, We'll see, and we're traveling a lot too, so we're taking uh, inspiration and uh, from from elsewhere too. And uh, I mean, the life is good here too. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you both for meeting with me, and uh, you're welcome. I'm going to keep looking around, <laughs> but it's a it's a pleasure to be here at Comptoir, and I'll put a little link so people can know where you are, both on the map and thank read. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. And when I'm back in town, I'll be here again. Uh, <laughs> Both Emma and Alex sat with me for a few more minutes after I turned off the microphone to discuss my project and this whole world of podcasting. They were fascinated, but also soon back to work talking with kitchen staff and even a few fashion models who showed up as everyone seemed to be preparing for a big event that night. This particular afternoon gave me a little taste of the immense amount of work that their project requires. I guess it's important to remember, as they said, you can probably pursue your dream in Dubai, but you still have to do a whole lot to make it work.
Well, that brings us to the end of another edition of CitizenReporter.org and the Dubai Taxi Project. Today, we heard from the founders of Comptoir 102, and you can find them online at Comptoir102.com. A link will be in the show notes. You can also find them on Instagram as Comptoir102. I'm adding them to my Dubai Google Map Guide, which I will be making public at the end of this series for all of you who might be heading to Dubai in the near future. Music in this program was provided by my friends The Stars, Moldover, and Scott Metzger. For more podcasts and written stories from the Dubai Taxi Project, go to citizenreporter.org. While you're there, leave a comment. Let me know what you're learning from all this. And if you haven't already, click on the Flatter or PayPal link, donate, and help keep this show going. Until next time, I'm Mark Fonseca Rendeiro. Thank you for listening. See ya! See ya! starving.